0: Hey, it's Lisa Vitale again, me, money, and mold. Well, it's Monday morning. It's beautiful out. It looks pretty, it's cold, but it's sunny. Today's podcast is going to be about money again. Yep. Um, the first podcast I did on this uh, platform, anchor.fm, was about, um was actually about a little bit about all three things, me, money, and mold. Did I did talk a lot about um, the the fact that I used to be a trader. And um, I was just listening to that podcast because I believe there should, I should elaborate on some of the things that I talked about. I can't elaborate on, you know, in it would be hour-long, hours-long podcast. But uh, so today, I think the elaboration should be about what would you do? What should you do with your money? Um and I and I alluded to this. The easiest way, and now this is coming from somebody who traded for eleven years. (laughs) And there's industries, a lot of them, that are based on trading. What I would say from and and I don't mean day trading, position trading. So position trading is one thing, day trading is entirely different. I did mostly position trades. The best way to invest, in my experience, again, from everything that I learned, is buy, you segment, segment out, like, take some money from your portfolio, whatever it is, and buy some safe, I'm, I'm doing quotes with my fingers here, like, allegedly safe companies. In other words, companies that provide your, utilities, like a utility, like your electric company, your gas company, um, companies like Walmart, um, Johnson and Johnson, companies that have been around for years and they, they have a product that everybody buys, like consumable products that you have to buy, right? Um, and they offer you a dividend you can take some so much money every month and put it into your account if you're young you should probably open up a Roth IRA because you pay the taxes then you put the money away the 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 old traditional IRA is you put the money away before taxes and then when you take it out you get taxed there are different there are different implications in different tax laws tax laws, but different ways to look at being taxed. When do you want to be taxed? Do you want to be taxed now at a lower rate if you're young, depending on what you make for a living? Or do you want to be taxed when you're older? Supposedly, you're at a different rate, a lower rate when you're older. You're not earning money anymore. You're You're living on your investments. These are all assumptions, presumptions. So... Those are vehicles. IRAs and Roth IRAs are vehicles. And other, You could just put it in, in a regular cash account and then start to put it into an IRA or a Roth IRA. Um, but the point is, the sooner you start investing, the better off you will be. And you can start investing now, today, and it doesn't take... You don't need to... Years ago, I believe, you had to buy... Don't quote me on any of this. I can't substantiate that any of this is true. But I believed years ago you had to buy 100 shares of a stock. I don't think you could just buy 20 shares or 5 shares. Today you can. And there are companies out there that you don't even need to use a brokerage firm. But I don't know why you wouldn't. Um, I use TD Ameritrade. They actually purchased the company. That I used to trade with, which was Thinkorswim. So they're a great, from my perspective, and they're not paying me to say this, I'm just saying from my perspective, um, they are a good company to work with. As an investor, um, they're available, they'll get, get you answers, and if you don't feel, even if you're a seasoned investor, and if you don't feel that you got the correct answer call back, ask for somebody else. Lately, I've, I've asked to, uh, I've gotten the trade desk and I didn't know I'm, I'm saying to the guy, I don't really need the trade desk. It's a, it was a, a question about a power of attorney, but the guys helped me on the trade desk, um, you know, with forms and legalities, they pointed me in the right direction. So, um, that's what I would say. And And in spite of what everybody else says out there, mostly people that do invest and don't study any technical um, aspect of investing, to be really good, from my perspective again, to be really good at investing, knowing more is never a detriment. In other words, knowing the fundamentals of the company understanding the management of the company, reading about the company, doing your research, and then understanding technicals about trading. There are things that you can study. And somebody asked me the other day, I was getting my hair cut, I was at the hairdressers, and they said, I don't know, it was a woman, and she asked me, you know, how did you get into it, or I don't know, how did you start it? And I said, you know, I, I was in insurance and I was a broker, But all the stuff that I did after that is when I really learned, it's all self-taught. I mean, I I sought out companies and people that I wanted to learn something from. I read books, I took courses, I went and, and took seminars. I spent a lot of time and a lot of money learning the things that I learned that allowed me to create income from trading. It wasn't, I mean, it was a lot. And it wasn't even, I'm just I'm staring at my, my laptop sitting, sitting in front of me right now, I'm just thinking, I had to also understand the software that I was using, and then there was software upon software upon software. <laughs> so it was a lot. Uh, you don't have to do that unless you're going to do that for your income, that you're going to, you know, you're going to devote your, your waking hours to earning money as a trader. You could do that, I guess. I'm sure. Um, there's still people out there. I'm sure they do. There's a lot of people that they just pick one thing. I knew people that just traded the E minis. That's all they traded. That was the S and P mini contracts. I don't remember what the large tr- contracts were. I think there were. I I don't know. A lot, two hundred fifty thousand. I'm not sure. I never traded um, futures. It was just I had enough to do with the options I was trading and the stock and the accounts that I was managing. Um, so, um, and understanding what's going on in the market and trying to get out of the way, trying to prevent loss of your profit and then, of course, loss of your capital. Um, you have to have, a, you know, study philosophies. I never understood philosophies until I invested, using those philosophies. Like extreme value, is a philosophy of how you invest when you're an extreme value investor, um, as a, as opposed to a growth investor. And there's all types of growth investors, and there's um, income investors, and there's um, n- you know nanotech and biotech, and uh, technology, and um, there's just something that you feel comfortable with, something that you have some previous knowledge of. I, I really seem to gravitate to growth stocks because I got involved in the industry during one of the, the ra- raging bull market of the early, early 90s. And that's when the the dot com bubble, all of that was going on. And the stocks, a lot of them that are still around today, I invested in. Some of them are still around, like Cisco and um, Qualcomm and Juniper Networks and JDS Uniphase and, gosh, Cognizant. And I'm just, these are popping into my head. I'm remembering, um, you know, how intoxicating it was to be involved as a trader during those times and when I was around worked for the first firm I worked for they were they had something to do I don't I think they were market makers for Yahoo when it went public I remember that day because I didn't know anything about it and everybody they were all young guys even the principal of the firm was pretty young younger than me and uh they were walking around going, Yahoo! And I, want, I don't know what they're talking about. And I found out later they had all invested. They, they had some kind of stake in the IPO of Yahoo. I didn't. They never told me about it. Um, would I have done something with it? Um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there again, you, that was one that survived. There were a lot of them that didn't. Um, and everybody knows that. I mean, if you, if you had anything in the market during 2000 or 1999 and and 2000, I don't remember exactly. I say 2000, I think that was the end of it. Um, and I said in the first podcast, my husband lost half a million bucks, um, close to it, like 420,000. And then there was 80,000 left in the account. And I don't know what we did with that. Probably took it out and paid a bill, I don't know. We um, certainly didn't leave it where it was. And um, so that's, and another thing, one thing that you could do, and probably most people wouldn't, and you'd need to know more how to do it, to be more sophisticated, sell, sell some options, sell a call against your long position. And you have to, you'd have to know a little, a lot more than just what I just said But if you told your broker to do that, they probably wouldn't understand it or they wouldn't know it and they wouldn't want to do it because they're probably not allowed to talk to you about that type of thing. I don't know. But um, you bring income in when you sell a a contract, a call contract against a long uh, position. So you're getting income from your dividend, and you're getting income from the option. And in, a, in another podcast, I'll talk about some of the research I used to um, read, and their companies are still around, and uh, some that are very affordable and very successful. Most of these guys were are ex-Wall Street guys. Most of them, I think they all are. So... Um, that today that i don't know how long this was can't see the phone uh, light okay i don't know 11 minutes long enough um i don't know but anyway so that was it for today um just a one more quick thing about the me money and well the me part meaning the two courses it really your life really is i mean the reason why I loved trading so much, it, it, it was forward thinking and it was life affirming. I loved it so much because I got away from all the people that were bitching and moaning about their life. You can't bitch and moan about your life when you're busy with your, what you're doing and you're, and you're looking forward and you're doing research and you're planning and you're investing. You don't have time it's 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 the downward spiral that that's why it wasn't necessarily because it, every day was a was a was a dream because it wasn't but i loved it because it was the opposite feeling of when i used to work in mental health and the patients that i worked around weren't the people that bummed me out all the time it was the people that i worked with that had no desire to do anything different than what they did. And they really didn't care, in my experience and in my estimation, about the people that they were supposed to be serving. And, though, and that's why I went into... I, went into, I, I wanted to, to get out of that because I needed to make more money. I was a single mom. And I wanted to send my two daughters to a private school and, um. I needed to make more money. But um, I needed to get out of that non-life-affirming business, basically. It, it was, um, and that was, that's my opinion of a lot of people in that industry, meaning the psychological industry. They're projecting. And a lot of their projecting isn't good. You don't want to be on that side of the desk listening to what they're telling you because their lives are miserable. They're miserable. So if you're a person in that industry, don't send me an email. My experience. I wanted to free the people, <laughs> the patients, sort of like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Um, I don't know. I guess I had more of a heart for the people that we were serving than the people I worked with. I guess, no, I didn't there's no guessing there. I definitely did. And so I needed to get out. And I did. That's another story. But the point of that little side side comment about the classes I teach, we teach, Infinite Possibilities and Playing the Matrix by Mike Dooley. They're a one eighty from anything that I've ever read, or I've ever participated in, in the coaching industry, in the personal development industry, and I've been around. <laughs> I've taken a lot of that stuff, and I've spent money on it as I was doing other things. And I've walked away from a lot of it thinking a lot of it was a bunch of bullshit. And the only person benefiting from what I just spent money on was the person that I just gave my money to. So I don't know about you, but if you've taken courses and you've read books about um, how to make money in the market, that's one, or how to uh, build a business, um, or even, I don't know, any of those things about money, Making money and the way you think about money is an inside job. And the only person that's going to get you to understand that is you. There's nothing outside of you that can get you to understand that. Now, that that should sound like financial suicide for what I just said, meaning I, I facilitate two courses. So in other words, I always believed that if you could set people free, if you could tell them in mass that they didn't need most of the stuff that they thought that they needed, that we've all been played by many industries that handicapped you, that lied to you, that wanted to kind of keep you where you were, because it was financially well it was financially good for them and not you this isn't conspiracy theory at all this is just my perspective and that i feel that people just want to be free they want to be happy they want to be free they want to make enough money so they can pay their bills and not think about it anymore Go on vacations, take care of their family, have a great life, be healthy, happy, wealthy, whatever that means. If it's a business, great. If it's a job, great, whatever it is. Our happiness is all individualized, yet I believe we're all alike in that respect. We all want it. And we've all been told by many industries and many people that you're not enough, you're not good enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not smart enough, you don't have the right degree, you don't live in the right house, you don't live in the right, in the right neighborhood, you don't have the right zip code, um, you haven't been through enough, you haven't suffered enough, whatever. You're not enough in some capacity or multiple capacities. You can't come here. You can't have that. You can't do that. And you can't be that. I think all of that is a bunch of hooey. That's what I think playing the matrix is all about. It's a bunch of hooey. Not not playing the matrix. But everything thus far in most people's lives was just to control you. And I think people need to wake up and break out of that and say, enough. I've had enough. I'm enough. That's what Infinite Possibilities and Playing the Matrix is all about. It isn't personal development. I consider it personal celebration. That's me. That's what, I didn't write the books. Mike Dooley did. He wrote the book Playing the Matrix and Infinite Possibilities. We need to give credit where credit is due, and it's definitely for Mike Dooley. But those are the things that we teach, my partner and I. You can look it up. Free freethewizard.com. That's my website. So anyway, I had to say that because making money in any capacity, in the market or wherever you are, is an inside job. I mean, I learned a lot of things, but I was determined to learn a lot of things. And I was determined to learn how to manipulate money. That's what I said when when I interviewed at Merrill Lynch. Why do you want to do this? I want to know how to manipulate money. And just as a just I did not work for Merrill Lynch. They offered me a job, and I declined. Um, they scared me. And that's another story. <laughs> I think they meant to scare me, but nevertheless. Um, glad I didn't. I'm sure they're a great company, but I learned a lot of all the other things I did and the other companies I worked with and for. So I will sign off with that. Again, you can send me an email, wq.freethewizard at gmail.com or my website, freethewizard.com. See you next time. Thanks. Bye-bye.